So I found this weird old book, and inside of it was an incantation, supposedly for merriment and like camaraderie and entertainment was the product. And so as I was reading through the requirements for the spell, I, I saw it required some, some weird audio equipment and it required three to four people to cast. And, and so I, I, I got the thing configured the way we need it. But the one last thing was uh, a vocal evocation. Welcome to Strikes Our Fancy, the show where we talk about whatever we feel like in a given week. This week, that's going to be spell casting. But first off, I'm one of your hosts, Cast and Craig. Along with me, I have... Black Magic Caleb. I'm out of my depth, Rob. <laughs> Our special guest, Resident Witch. Ashley. Yeah. I should come up with a fun name, yeah. but I didn't. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. Um, I, You are one of... I think one of two people, I, I haven't really talked to the other person very much about it, that has at least dabbled in practical spellcasting. I, I like to think I'm really science-minded, but I still have this weird curiosity about it. So I appreciate everyone indulging me bringing up this topic. Mm -hmm. But so I don't, Caleb, Rob, do either of you guys have any like background or knowledge on, on spellcasting? Not a whole lot, but there is one rule in my house. No tulpas. I'm unfamiliar with a tulpa. Uh, it's like a living doll. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Like, you, uh, like Ashley play? probably knows better than me, but you like to play with? You imbue it with a spirit. Uh. Okay. Did have you actually told your kids no topos? Yes, I have. <laughs> um and my oldest is in the weird haunted doll phase right now. Yeah. And every time they bring one home, I say no topos and they say, <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> so do they like, would an imaginary friend that they wholeheartedly believe in, would that count as a tulpa to you? Like, no, no. A, a tulpa is putting the imaginary friend in a physical vessel. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Ashley's nodding along. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's this idea of a, a spirit or presence being alive in a doll. Oh, okay. So, therefore, potentially imbuing the doll with that spirit or the ability to move mm. and interact with the world. Okay. Creepy. So, Chucky. <laughs> oh. Are they always bad? Like, does, does it always go poorly? Are there good? I don't tulpas? think so. <laughs> Just like if everything, there's a balance. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think I do believe that that is a very easy spell to invite something bad in, though. Mm -hmm. So, do you believe then, Rob? I'm just being cautious. All right. <laughs> we talked about it. Do you pee into the fairy circle? No, no. You, you stay away. <laughs> Caleb, did you have, have you dabbled at all or know anyone that has dabbled? No, that, I'm really interested to talk to Ashley about it. Because <laughs> uh, Craig brought it up to us. I was like, I want to talk about practical magic with Ashley. And I was like, oh, I love the movie with, San <laughs> with Sandra Bullock. And I was like, I want to watch this movie with everybody. I still want to watch that movie with everybody. But this seems like a better topic. So <laughs> I've never seen that movie. It's so good. Well, I think... We should probably set like a baseline because I, in the last week, have been doing some digging, trying to find out like, what does magic with a K? That's one thing <laughs> I learned. What does magic with a K actually entail? And like, well, hold where, on, hold on. Is it with a K, Ashley? Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. What's wrong with just the C? That's too general. Okay. Like, yeah, if you're, if you like look things up, Google things, get more involved with like, knowing more um if you just type in magic you're going to get things like harry potter or, or david blaine yeah stuff like that so it's a way to separate it out that was the biggest differentiator that i saw when i was looking things up is like magic just with a c 
is a lot of magician magic. Like, how do you do tricks? Okay. Um, But magic with a CK is spellcraft and ejecting intent. Um, I I don't... Actually, maybe you have a better definition. Because that's the thing is, I really was trying to find, like, what is the history and what supposedly is happening? And I didn't find a good answer. I have some answers to okay. that. So, Please. well, it, it depends on what you're talking about. So if you're talking about the religion of, like, Wiccan or Wicca overall, that came around in the 1930s. There's a man that was going ahead and traveling kind of around the world. He fell in love with kind of, a relig- like, different religious aspects from around the world. And when he got back to England, he found, I believe the tree children is what he called them or something along those lines, but essentially kind of went back to nature and developed what we know as Wiccan today. And it's the idea of putting in your willpower into the world to manifest something happening, which is actually interesting because like you mentioned, casting a spell and a ritual, you actually for a coven need a minimum of three people. Oh, really? So we're a coven. So technically, we would be a coven. You would need a high priest or priestess as well involved and an altar, but still. See, I'm equal rights. Um, we got a priestess right now. <laughs> priestess and I believe the table we're all sitting around does count as an altar. Oh. Huh, there you go. We're, uh, we're essentially podcasting a spell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Caleb>. Boo. <laughs> I appreciate your clarification, though, that that's, like, modern interpretation. Yes. Because that's, I was trying to find, like, what is the authority of magic? Like, what who who set the rules, essentially? And I couldn't find a good answer. It I found a lot of everyone just kind of does what feels right to them, which, I don't know, through all my fantasy series and books and, and stories, I'm like, no, there needs to be rules. There needs to be a school. And so he needs to tell me what's right and wrong. And that's how magic works, right? Is there a chosen one always? I'm sure. Every generation, Caleb. Okay. Once a generation. There are rules and ethics to it. Okay. In theory. So one of the main rules is as long as you're doing no harm, do whatever you want. Is kind of the general gist of it. Most of the time, any type of curses are viewed as bad and unethical, and people should not do that. You can place curses, but that would place you more in a bad witch versus a good witch or a witch of the light. So, yeah. This is unrelated, but is witch a gendered term? No. Okay. I just didn't know. No, it's pretty much people that practice Wiccan. Okay. So you said that Wiccan basically came about like the 1920s. So like... What makes Wiccan different from like witchcraft, from like the Salem witch trial, stuff like that, like that ancient stuff? It's actually really interesting because people that practice Wiccan today or that identify as witches view a lot of kinship to that era and that time frame. I think the big difference is the like religious prospect where it came from. Back in that time, if there was anyone that was practicing actual witchcraft or things along those lines, it was probably more of a druidic form of it or more nature-based kind of idea. The problem is churches have gone ahead and destroyed a lot of um, written documentation on a lot of things and made it bad. So we don't have a lot of information about what exactly witches back then necessarily did or did not do. Or they were just natural healers of like, hey... Aloe goes ahead and helps your like skin when it's burned. And then people are like, witch, she knows about nature. And it's like, what? Mm, that's also trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 
So you're telling me the church rewrote history and just, I don't believe that. I know, right? This is news. I know. Shocking. But yeah. So they, they feel a kinship to that, but most modern Wiccan is around the 1930s. It kind of came about. So how did it come about for you? Well, so when I was in high school, so one, I will, I will say, I would never say that claim to say I'm a practicing Wiccan because I don't, I know a lot about it. And I'm very interested in it as well. I don't necessarily practice it and I'm not a part of a coven, which could be a thing. But as of right now, I am not. So for that clarification part of it. But when I was in high school, which they're like 2000s, which was another research of Wiccan culture, I had friends that wanted to go ahead and try making a potion. So we did and we had a little altar set up and... It was for my friend who had a really big crush on this guy, wanted to essentially imbue her willpower to make him like her. And so... Isn't that breaking a rule? Uh, <laughs> yeah, what defines yeah, I was going to say curse. that. It wasn't a curse because it wasn't anything to necessarily force him against his will. It was essentially kind of... I hate to use this because it's people are probably going to get mad at me for it. But essentially, like, praying is putting out good vibes to a person... In the sky to go ahead and be like, yes, make this happen type of idea. I believe I have faith. Wiccan's kind of the same thing, except different. They want to directly take away his consent. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's allowed to have consent. (laughs) It's just more of really, really hoping and putting other people's um, energies into this as well. If that makes sense. I just made a lot of enemies, I'm sure. (laughs) You're overestimating how many people are going to listen. (laughs) There's one guy in Germany. That's all we know for sure. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, So did it work? Uh, Actually, they did end up dating. They broke up. positive. It proved positive, but they did end up breaking up. So it was a a short-viewed spell. (laughs) Okay. Do you you honestly think that that had something to do with it? Like, looking back on it? Okay. No, I think she was very obvious that she liked him, and he was a teenage boy who was like, okay. Well, (laughs) so I'm going to jump on that, Caleb. There's a possibility that if she really believed in this, there's kind of a placebo effect, whether it worked Mm. or not, uh, whether the spell worked or not. She might have just been more confident around him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I, Mm -hmm. I think even a lot of... A lot of believers will say mm-hmm. that that is a big part of it is having that confidence that, that mm-hmm. spellcasting gives you. Correct. Like the situation is more approachable because I've done something to make the other half of the equation more welcoming. Mm-hmm. It almost removes that kind of trepidation, that fear of of broaching the situation because it's like, oh well, I've, I know how it's going to play out. Already. I've already taken steps to get yeah. the result I want. Yeah. So I made this joke to you earlier off the podcast, but it's a therapeutic technique. Kind of a yeah. little bit, okay. yeah. And that's that's how you relate to the world. Kind of, yeah. I, I like that though. I mean, I, I'm a big believer in knowing. There's no harm in knowing something. It's mm. what do you do with the knowledge that can create harm? No, no tool is inherently evil. That's how you how it's used. Is that what you're saying, <laughs> in theory, yes. <laughs> Guns don't kill people, Craig. <laughs> Witchcraft does. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. No. <laughs> Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-da. Oh, oh no! Uh, did, you, it's did, back. You guys, did you guys hear that? Ba da oh, that, That's weird. I wonder where, where that's coming from. Are you full of shit or are you is? It's time to find out in Craig's Quiz. <laughs> Welcome to Craig's Quiz, 
the trivia game show hosted within a podcast. This week, it's going to be all a witchy-themed event. The sub-game to Craig's Quiz is Magic or Organic. Can I just uh, point out, you missed an opportunity to say, are you a wizard? I I figured it'd be implied. It, the, okay. The, it, the, the it meter rhymes. would be off, okay. Caleb. <laughs> the meter of the song would be off. Okay. So, similar to last time, I'm going to be giving everyone two words, and I need each of you to tell me if it is magic-related or if it's animal-related. Is it also going to be a little off like last time, where it was never specifically a dungeon nor a dragon? <laughs> None of the answers last time were in either category. That's not true. That's the a, last a, one was. A few were. But I have refined the process from last time. <laughs> Trial and error. Trial exactly. And error. Exactly. We're going we're to chip away at this. But are you guys ready to play Craig's Quiz, Magic or Organic? Let's go. Do it. Dun, dun, dun. All right. First up, Athora Vaveda. And Tharlapiscus. Tharlapiscus and Athora Vaveda. Which is magic and which is organic? The Piscus I'm, is I'm, organic. I'm going to cast Counterspell on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Athora Vaveda. It might be magic. Yeah. And Tharlapiscus? I have no idea. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I am shooting in the dark. Piscus right. <laughs> just sounds scientific, so I'm like, that's a plant. I don't yeah. know. All right, so we've got two votes for Athora Vaveda magic and an abstain. Yep. Okay. Well, you two are correct. The Thor of Aveda <laughs> is, is a Hindu book of magic uh, dating back to 1200 BC. It translates roughly to storehouse of knowledge. It included magical formulas and priestly rituals for weddings and funerals and the like. A Farlipiscus is a seahorse found off of the coast of Australia. Huh. Just one? <laughs> Just one. It's his name. It's not the species or anything. <laughs> just one seahorse. <laughs> we ready for round two? Let's go. All right. Magic or organic. Atreto Koana and Carmina Galdelsia. Carmina Galdelsia and Atreto Koana. Atreto Koana is organic. And the other one's the other one. Okay. I is, agree with Caleb. Carmina a witch? I'm just asking, like, is that a first name, last name situation? Uh. Can you say it again for me, Craig? Carmina Gadelsia. Fuck you, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Carmina Gadelsia and Atreto Koana. Uh, Carmina is a... Um, that's a spell related. That's okay. witchcraft. Ashley, Caleb, you guys said... I'm going with... Uh, Carmina is a spell thing. Yeah. Okay, all right. So around the horn, that's a victory all around. Carmina Gadelsia is a compendium of charms and incantations from 1860 out of Scotland. And a Tretokoana is a type of giant earthworm found in Brazil, <laughs> and it looks like a giant penis. <laughs> Don't all earthworms? Well, not giant. <laughs> this one's got bulbs on kind of one end. Like, it is incredible how penisy it looks. Nature is magical. Yeah. Nature. <laughs> okay, we're halfway through. Round three, magic or organic. Calamaris or Agra Cadabra? I have a feeling this is a trick. I, yeah. <laughs> Calamaris, Agra Cadabra. Calamaris is, is like, organic. Is this like the Sonic Hedgehog gene where you would think it's a video game related thing, but it's an actual gene? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Agra Cadabra magic. Agra, Agra Cadabra. Wait, wait, say it again. Agra. It's got a G in it. Okay. Ag Agra Cadabra Calamaris. I'm going, I'm going trick question. Agra is something organic. Yeah. yeah. Ashley? 
I don't know. There's a part of me that wants to say it's a no category. It doesn't <laughs> like, have to be unanimous. Like, I don't know. There were trick questions last time. I don't time. know. I feel they were like, all trick questions. I, I feel time. like there's no spell in this one. Okay. So the Baby correct answer is Agracadabra is in fact organic. It is a shiny ground beetle found in the Amazon rainforest. And calamaris, which this was baffling to me, it's calamari, it's fucking octopus. Yeah. It's apparently a Scandinavian invocation to heal a fever. Oh. Uh, it's Fun fact, it's a reductive spell, which means you write it out and then you keep writing it out with one less letter each time. Calamaris. When you said calamaris, I immediately thought of like calamari, and I'm like, that's why I don't yep. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I could have swore you said abracadabra at first. Agracadabra. Okay. Apparently, agra is the genus of beetle, and so some guy was being clever and named the species cadabra. <laughs> okay. Final <laughs> round. Awesome. Final round in Magic or Organic. I I and Wid Fairstress. Uh, I.I. is a spell that sailors cast to get their CO to leave them alone. <laughs> so I.I. and Wid Fierstress. That laugh implies Robbers, right? So I'm going to agree with Rob. No, yeah. Wid, Wid Fierstress is spellcasting. I think that's spellcasting yeah. as well. That was a joke about I.I. Captain. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now I'm still saying it. Like, uh, I'm right. still agreeing with Rob. Okay. So I, I said the opposite thing. Yeah. Though. He says it's a spell. That was the yeah. joke he was making. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but I'm, but I'm saying that it's the wood. Fairstress. Oh, wood fairstress okay. Is okay. The spell. Yeah, that's not actually how Rob is voting. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'll go the opposite of these two. Okay, so you, you're saying you think I is the yeah. the magic related yeah. one. All right, so wood fairstress is an old English spell for removing a sudden stitch or pain. It includes a salve. It's from the 1900s, and an I I is a lemur from Madagascar, and it looks like it's made of nightmares. It has <laughs> giant buggy eyes and these weird patchy fur, and it looks awful. Thank you for indulging me. This has been Craig's Quiz, Magic or Organic. Woohoo! <laughs> and I think winner might have been Ashley. Got one wrong. Got one wrong? I think I got one wrong, too. We might I got no, none of Ashley. them wrong. Oh. Did, you abstained from the first one. <laughs> <laughs> but bad. I didn't get it wrong. <laughs> All right, Ashley, I'm going to declare you the winner of Craig's Quiz. It's not fair. <laughs> oh, my God. It does look like a lemur that's been up all night. <laughs> oh, dear. Is this going to be a regular thing? I don't know. That implies Got to keep you on your toes, Rob. Yeah. So, Ashley, you talked about how you dabbled or started to enter into the world of Wicked. Yes. If you don't mind my asking, feel free to, we can move on. But, like, have you continued to practice? Like, are there, have you done other incantations? I wouldn't say I've been con- I have not continued to practice. However, I've continued to learn knowledge on it. Because, again, I find it very interesting. Where do you get your knowledge from? Because as I was researching for this topic... My main takeaway is that magic and spellcraft in a practical sense is nothing but a capitalistic idea to get you to buy books. Because everywhere I turned, it was just people selling books on magic. You can you can go down that rabbit hole. Um, it's also who you know. Okay. Um, like, I've had friends that still are Wiccan and, like, I've talked to them about, like, different practices or, like, um, like their covens or... Yeah, I guess mine is more of like 
meeting people and talking to people about what what this means to them. Because even in the idea of like <laughs> the religion of Wiccan, if you will, their gods could be literal gods. They could have one god. They could have several gods. The gods could just be a representation. Mm. Like, it, it, again, it depends on the coven. It depends on the group. And it depends on what you're doing. The kind of overarching theme, again, is like, you are using your willpower to go ahead and and affect the world, essentially. Well, and and to your question, Craig, I think that no no real believer would put out a whole lot of information on right. the internet because that could be dangerous. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that's where. I, as I was digging through, I'm like, oh yeah, you you associate spellcraft with books of knowledge and books of spells, but I'm like. These things on Amazon aren't going to be the legit, I assume. <laughs> I don't actually know. There's important holidays. Like, there are eight seasons, essentially, in, like, Wiccan that they kind of, like, adhere to. Like, the most recent one was May 1st. That's, I believe, a solstice that came up. So, International like, Workers' Day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, it, it, there's positive energy that can come out of that. Some people, it, again, it goes into... Some people believe that crystals are imbued with different, like, spiritual powers and energies as well. So it's like, yes. I was telling my wife about this, and she's like, what are you going to talk about next, crystals? (laughs) (laughs) I like crystals. No. Um, Well, I told her I like crystals, too. I just don't believe they have magic powers. Right. So, like, it kind of, again, depends on what you're working with and what elements do you want to have happen in your like coven your ideas actually it's interesting wiccan tends to follow fads as well Hmm. so like it was very big in the feminist movement it's been very popular in the lgbtq plus community because it's very open and it has a like a large following of people that are also transgender because again it really doesn't discriminate most people find friendship. You you cast uh, spells, and afterwards you have normally dinner or a meal afterwards after mm. casting. So it's a very like family camaraderie. And most covens, the f- like the farthest that the biggest group that you can have is thirteen. It's like when you ask a buddy to come over and like help you put up some dry rock or something, and it's like I'll buy you some beer or I'll I'll yep. give you some beer if you yep. come help me out with this thing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> You just stand in a circle and add an altar. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I, you touched on it, and it's selfishly I'm gonna I'm gonna leap on it because as I was looking into it, that's it's this intangible answer that I just can't seem to put my finger on is this idea primarily of enforcing your will into the world, and then there's a lot of talk of energy, but it's it's never spe- specified what kind of energy. It's always just this generic. Energy, and then I just I don't really understand how are you supposed to enforce your will, like through what conduit is it working, and what energy are you pulling or leveraging to make your will happen? That's that's something I just haven't seemed to be able to find a good answer. It's, on. it's through quantum mechanics. <laughs> it is a quantum universe now. Um, <laughs> they have different ritualistic items that you're supposed to have at an altar that symbolize different parts and different things um, within rituals that you are casting. So that can be a part of it where things are placed. Uh, the directions are really important. Uh, earth elements can be really important in that. These are all accoutrements to harness energy, aren't they? It's uh, more about the 
so in theory, we all have like a life force, right? Everything is connected through the same kind of life force. And you use these things to harness that life energy to go ahead and imbue your will on it. Okay. That's kind of the idea. Okay. And yeah, that that was I appreciate that because to me that was the disconnect. That was the piece I was missing. I'm like, okay, how I, I'm going to assume even though it's magic, there's still a cause and effect that you still have to connect somehow. And it's like, what is that connecting force? Uh, so that I appreciate that. So what I'm getting here is it's magnets. <laughs> it's always magnets. Yeah. We don't even know how they work. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's an ICP reference. <laughs> so you do have a a knowledgeable interest in all of this. So you do read, you do talk, you do the whole thing. But is there a part of you that believes in what it is and what it's doing? Because I've made a note of these guys. I have a lot of books on fairies and there is a part of me that like, they probably exist. You know, I mean, like, is that something like, it is a knowledgeable pursuit of mine, but there's a belief there as well. Like, is that similar for you or is it more of a, an academic sort of pursuit? I, not to, interrupt but i also feel like there's a spot between as well where like you want to believe that's i kind of feel like there's there's shades or there's there's Mm. there's gradients there i think that that can be for people Uh, you want that to be a thing and so there's that want that belief that idea so this goes into maybe a little bit more of like my spiritual belief on things um more than anything and that is i don't necessarily view any religion in its basic format is wrong because they all kind of have the same idea of don't harm other people use what you have for good type of idea and i think there are parts of this that i think are believable and good like i think there is a connection that we all have there is that kind of i don't know if i want to say like energy because that makes it seem so simplistic maybe but i do think there's a connective force of like we have to take care of where we're living because if we don't take care of it it's gonna go away there's only so many natural resources that we have right so it's like you do need to have ownership and foster and take care of things that you have that goes into not only wiccan but a lot of other beliefs as well you need to be kind to people you need to go ahead and make sure your will is not harming other people that's in a lot of basic religions as well so i mean is it? <laughs> I mean, when done appropriately. <laughs> if you're part of the club. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's that's right. You have to have the special VIP. That club that's over right. there? Fuck them. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. The idea, at least. So it's like, that's kind of where I stem from it. I think it's just very interesting and fascinating, the rituals and the beliefs that go along with it, though. Uh, is it something that you've kind of brought up with clients? Um. I have brought up, I'll answer it like this. I've brought up many different spiritual beliefs with clients. Well, is there not, my understanding is most of the time you'll talk about what your client brings to you. You don't really, you don't bring anything to the table. I don't, yes, correct. It's where the client wants to go. The only thing that I've ever thought about bringing in and I, um, with permission and like full transparency of what it is. The satanic it's, ritual of D and D. Correct. Actually that one is no, you get no choice. That's happening. No. Um, it's tarot cards. So I like tarot cards and I have a couple decks of tarot cards and I, yeah, so I've used that. Did you bring them today? Oh, I should have. Nah. <laughs> uh, last time Carrie and I were over it. Actually, Mike, she read 
carrying our cards. And the deck you used was ah, gorgeous. Looked so beautiful. Threads of Fate. Yeah. Wonderful tarot deck. Yeah. Uh, Stacy, who was a guest on our show, she's into tarot. And oh. we were in the middle of training. It was like three in the morning. And we were just bored. And she was like, do you want to be read? And I was like, hell, yeah, I want to be read. Um, <laughs> so she read me. And it is fascinating how, like, I get it's just generic information that you could put to various whatever's going on in your life. But, like, my brain went there. And I'm like, this is scarily accurate to, like, what's happening in life. And, like, I loved it. I thought it was great when she, when she read me. If you ever want your cards read, I would do it. Let's go again. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> I will, again, like I'm giving forewarning for all of this, like I'm not the expert in anything and I'm learning tarot, so I don't know have all like 72 cards memorized, but I do love tarot. <laughs> like, and I think it's just what you said for like <laughs> bringing up therapy. Um, I think it's interesting when you discuss it in this idea of like, it is not used to tell your future. It is not used. I'm not using it in that way. I'm not using it to go ahead and conjure anything. This has no spiritual realm to it. It is. Let me show you what this card says, what it's supposed to mean. You can even read what it's supposed to mean and tell me what that means to you. It's no different than like our Rorschach test or just like looking at a picture and be like, tell me what you see here. And it's interesting where people will go that you never thought they would until you 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 spark it. Like I did with Carrie and Craig. And I was like, what do, what do you guys think of it? Like, I don't know. Yeah, That was my mentality when when you were doing my reading. I was just like, and Caleb, almost to your point as well. It's 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 almost like your brain looks for a place for that card to fit in your life. I think there is a desire to to analyze. Is this accurate? And in the process of doing that analysis, you find the part of your life where it's accurate. So I, when she read my, when Stacey read my cards, I, I dived head in. I was like, yes, this is it. <laughs> this is my life. Yeah. As my logical Vulcan friend, is that what you did? Or were you like, no, no. First no. off, first off. <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> what did I do? Oh. All you heard was Vulcan. You're like, yeah, you got to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, but like, when you when when uh, Ashley was reading you, were you kind of like, no, this isn't, no, I'm not, I'm not putting it where it needs to go. Yeah. I I did. I didn't come into it with the intent to like really fully engage. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fully mm -hmm. admit that I did. I was like, I was curious what the cards meant. But then I was looking more inward than outward in the moment. I was like, I was like, what am I doing and why? And that was what I experienced. I was like, oh, I feel I can consciously tell that I am rifling through my memories and rifling through my life to find that one folder that matches what this card reading just was. And I could totally see that like, if I was buying into it and I was engaging with it wholeheartedly... The, the reader could just jump on that and you'd have this whole string, this thread to pull on, oh, this is, this is how it's affecting your life and this is, this is what it means and, and you can have a whole conversation around it you know, if you're willing to have that conversation, if you're willing to give up that information. So it's almost like a, if like a, a scam artist was doing tarot. It's like a poker game. They're reading your face. They're looking at your actions. They're like, I need to jump on that now. I want to jump on that. So tying your two worlds together, I never thought about this, but hearing the two of you, your experiences and what you've said with tarot reading, do you think maybe there's an ethical obligation to not read your friends? Depends on how far you go with it. Okay. 
Like, I think if it went someplace that I didn't feel comfortable with, I'd probably stop it and be like, hey, I think we might be getting to a point that are you sure you want to share this? Like, in what context? Like, I would shut it down to be like, where do you want to go with this? Like, because I don't believe in getting caught up in a moment and self-disclosing something that Mm -hmm. you didn't want to or you didn't intend to. So I would I would shut it down with that. The other part is most of my friends are pretty logical people and they're very much like do it i won't tell you anything (laughs) and so most of the time reading for them is just more of like them just staring at me and going "Mm." Mm, mm. interesting Mm. Interesting. yeah and so (laughs) i'd dive right on in there with the okay let's do that have you ever read someone or been been in a reading or heard from someone that they had their cards read and they're just like no that's wrong that's absolutely 100 wrong uh I have not. I've had Craig, when I read his cards, there was one card in particular we were talking about. He's like, that does not fit in my yep. life. Yeah, there was one card. I'm like, I don't like, because because I was doing that. I was like, okay, what's the connection? Like, what part of my life maybe would fit that? And yeah, there was one that just kind of stuck out like a burr. I yeah. Was like, yeah, I just, I'm not, I'm not getting anything. I'm not, I'm not be able to pull something up that matches the description that you gave. Right. Sure. Maybe um, you didn't have enough energies. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, that's the only one that I've ever really had that was a definite, like, no other than mm-hmm. that. There's been kind of like a pull of some way of like, okay, I can see it this way. I've had my cards read twice by other people. And the first time was in New Orleans at a place where we got our cards read. Nolens. And Nolens. <laughs> Nola. And it was very interesting <laughs> with this person because Mike also got his cards read. And I think we were there for like a 30-minute session or something along those lines. His was done in like 30 minutes almost exactly. Mm. Like, And he was like, yeah, like, that was fine. I'm like, okay. And I was like, okay. And she, he's like, I think... She, this person read it wrong and like they kept referring to money. There's like, there's going to be a change in your life. I think it has to do with the money and I think it's for the positive. That's not a hundred percent what ended up happening. And so like there was a change that ended up happening, but it wasn't necessarily correlated with money per se with mine. Mine was almost an hour long. And cause this person was like, I'm just fascinated in talking with you because none of your cards make sense. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? None of my cards make sense. <laughs> like, because like this person started with i've been doing this for over like 20 years just like blah 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 and doing it like several times a day and i was like okay and when they pulled my cards and they're like they don't make sense i was like i'm sorry that's <laughs> i didn't know that was an option <laughs> right like i was like I, no um and they first looked at me and they're like are you a person with lots of questions i'm like yeah <laughs> that's me and they're like okay that makes sense but I didn't give a lot of information initially because I was like, let's see. I'm just genuinely curious about what this experience is going to be. And this person told me a whole bunch of different things. And they told me a lot about them. And in the process, they kept being like, I can tell that you have this gift. Like you have the spiritual gift, which is interesting because I've had several different people throughout my life stop me and either identify me as a witch, either identify me as someone that has some kind of medium or like empathic or some kind of gift of some kind several times throughout my life. I don't know what energy I'm exuding, but it makes me giggle. You have a really good aura. <laughs> Apparently. It just <laughs> makes me giggle because I don't I don't necessarily seek all these things out. Mm-hmm. Like one time it happened after I had a massage. This person was like, I gather you have you're you're very strong oh. in this. And I was like, 
interesting. Thank you. Like, so. I, I gave you permission to touch my body, not my aura. <laughs> right? Like, it just made Didn't me giggle. Consent. It just made me giggle, and I was like, okay, like, sure, whatever, I'm cool. but is there an underlying justification for like what powers tarot like what what are you using to do the foretelling from what i understand with my like what i know about tarot it's the energies again that is between you and that person okay Um, that's why normally the person shuffles the deck that's why like it's the the reader doesn't do it as touch the deck as often because again it's it's that cleansing of what are you bringing into the reading so yes okay sorry that, no yeah that's my that's where my curiosity is at it's like what, what is this energy and how can we harness it bottle it up mm-hmm. shake it no <laughs> again craig it's like you put two magnets next to each other and some lead in between them yeah and you can read the magnetic fields <laughs> you put two people together and put some cards between them and you read the magic energies. Uh, okay. It always comes back to magnets. It's, a, it's all magnets. It's Everything's good, magnets. It's a good analogy, though. I like that. Thank you. So I think I think your problem is like you want a definable term for energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is. It's just it's just this ephemeral thing that exists. But it also is one of those things again. Uh, faith, energy, gods, God. Whatever it is, we use a lot of that to justify the things that are going on around us. If that's why Catholics have saints or like, you know what I mean? Things along those lines. We have these beliefs or these things that we do, even superstitions that we have to try to go ahead and ward off bad things, whatever bad things may be. I read a fascinating origin to the superstition of throwing salt over your shoulder. You guys heard this? No. No? Maybe. I don't know. Salt kind of in these circles, apparently absorbs negative energy. It soaks up the bad. Especially black salt. Yeah. So the idea being that, like, if salt spills, you know, you would take it and throw a little over your shoulder and then, you know, move on with your day. Apparently, part of the origin of superstition is if the salt shaker spilt, that must mean there's negative energy around. And in the act of grabbing it and putting it behind you, you're putting that energy, like, in your past. That's where, like, that act is Mm. coming from. I don't know. I just, I thought it was very interesting to read that, like, oh, there is a bit of an origin to that superstition. A lot of it's to ward off evils. Okay. Like, a lot of superstitions are to ward off some kind of evil from happening, whether it be death or bad energy or the demons. Same with, like, a lot of, like, during the witch hunts. Uh, Because, again, I really like witch things, like Salem and, like, all of that stuff is very interesting to me. The mark of the devil was a really big thing that like people like women got burned for people got burned for. And it makes me giggle because I a hundred percent would have burned as a witch because I have a birthmark and that would have been a mark of the devil. It wasn't Um, a particular shape, was it? It was just a birthmark, a birthmark that you had or a mole Hmm. that you got on your body. I never understood the drowning test. They're like, (laughs) oh, if she drowned, then she wasn't a witch. If she did not drown, she was a witch. We're going to burn her anyways. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. There's it's, a lot of weird rules. Yeah. It's almost like that the outcome is predefined. <laughs> like, if you guys ever heard about like the okay. So I don't I haven't done my research on it. However, I really like this YouTube channel called Weird History. And everything that they have put out that I do know a lot about it has been very accurate. So on my base knowledge, they seem pretty legit. Anyway, they had one on women brewing beer and how a lot of women brewing beer back in the day had what we would call witches outfits. And a lot of female brewers got burned at the stake for being witches. But it all ties back to the Catholic Church being upset that they were getting money and not the church getting mm-hmm. money. And so they started stereotyping because they had tall hats so you could see them in a crowd because women were typically shorter. Or they had broomsticks around with them, too, to go and like hold up so you could see them. So they were typically seen with kind of shabbier clothes because most of the time they were widows. So it's like trying to go ahead and feed your family. Tall hats, brooms, witches. Yeah. Cats to keep Mice rodents away from the, the barley. Or, yeah. yeah. I just thought that was a very interesting stereotype that happened because. What is this thing you have against the church, Ashley? I I wish Um, I could remember the source because I've seen this exact same thing that like almost all quote unquote witchcraft and that involved the church throughout all history is it boils down to the church trying to take power away from other people. That they want it all to be theirs and they don't want anyone else to have it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so if they didn't like it, it was evil. Welcome to religion. Anyway. <laughs> so I think that answers Caleb's question. Yeah, thank, thank you for mansplaining Ashley's yeah. opinion. It's complicated, Caleb. <laughs> I didn't mean to mansplain. It was, I was trying to say it's broader than just no, like you're brewers. Fine. Like it's, it's, I wish I could think of the source, but like they, had, mm-hmm. they talked about multiple instances throughout history about a variety of different things, not just brewers I, or witches. Yeah, I think that's. Anyone who critically looks at the Catholic Church will yeah. come to that opinion. Sure. It, it's I would say also anything that's different, that's viewed as different mm-hmm. from what, like, again, tarot cards to Wiccan to any other belief that's out there. If it's different from yours, it becomes scary because of what labels you grew up with it as. So, like, for example, I know people that have played with Ouija boards and they grew up not religious in any capacity and they're like this doesn't this doesn't mean anything like mm-hmm. it's a fun it's a fun game essentially where for me growing up i grew up in a very catholic household the idea of being in a room with one was like oh you were going to hell like type <laughs> of idea and although i don't necessarily believe that now there is still this heavy hesitation of like i don't know if i want to mess with that mm-hmm. Whether it's true or not, it's, again, kind of what you grew up with and what the what's instilled in you as good, bad, indifferent, you know. If presented, thing. would you play with one? Like, is that something like, or would you be in the room with people playing with one? I would probably be in the room with people playing with yeah. one. I, I, it would probably be a small steps of like, I'll watch you play. Yeah. <laughs> and then but maybe I'll play. And then the know. devil gets you. And then that's right. <laughs> But essentially, you think Hasbro is printing a portal to hell. <laughs> essentially, yes. <laughs> Park no. your this, again, oh. like we all have weird things, like that superstitions or ideas. Like I still to the I hate I hate mirrors, especially in the dark. And so, like I, I just I will never look into the mirror at at and at, at dark mm-hmm. ever. I'm just weird like that. It freaks me out. There is no logic. I understand there is no logic. It is irrational, but does not change my fears. So you and James need to get together and talk about mirrors. <laughs> Mirrors. I'm with you there, though. I moved into a house that had uh, somebody had stuck 
like sticky mirrors and, and little ones on the wall in my bedroom, what would it be, what became my bedroom, and it'd peel them off. I'd peel off the paint behind them because the paint came with. So what is it about mirrors for you that kind of gets it? There's obviously a lot of lore about mirrors, but like, what is, what is it for you? The freakiest thing in my mind is turning away and having my reflection still stare at me. But you'd never see it. I don't, (laughs) but that's the thing. Ah, it scares me. Or like the slight distortion Mm. of like your face. It's like you've looked in this mirror a hundred times and it's normally you, but you look in this one time and there's that ever so slight distortion. That's like, that's not you anymore. That for whatever reason is such a terrifying fear of Mm. mine. I have a memory of like being in high school and it's so embarrassing, but it's fine. I was home alone and I was listening to music really loud because I normally wasn't allowed to do it. So of course me and my rebellious self was listening to music way too loudly. I was dancing down the hallway just in my own little happy world. And we had a mirror at the end of the hallway and I turned and I saw my reflection and I thought it was someone in the house and I (laughs) threw things at the mirror because I was so scared and I jumped down to the floor. Luckily, I didn't break the mirror. And then I was like, oh, that was me. <laughs> I scared me. <laughs> so, yeah, mirrors. I don't know. That has nothing to do with Wicked. I'm just, no, that was my. Uh, so now that you've thrown things at the mirror, yes. the mirror world has a vendetta against you. Yes, that's it. That's what I think. It's going to come get me. <laughs> me in an alternate universe. <laughs> so, obviously, I'm not asking you to out fellow Wiccans or anything, but you still keep in contact with a few, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Are, are there covens in Brookings? Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> that's kind of where I was going with it. Oh, yeah. um, we can't get a good labor union, but we have co- covens multiple. <laughs> yeah, there are people that have covens. Ask them to cast a spell to get a union. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, this is what we need. And they're just sending good vibes out in the universe. That's kind of in the theory. point, right? Yeah. yeah. The white ones. The white ones. They're different, dep- again, depending on their different, like, colors for different things. Like, there are green witches, there are white witches there. Yeah. So, they all mean different things. Have you ever come close to, like, a, a black magic user? Something like that? Somebody who was kind of open about it? I'm sure I have, but I don't know if I've had anyone that's open about it. Because the whole point is not to be open about it. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's, I mean, I've heard of some, I've seen some, I've, I've heard of people that are in like the occult. Uh, this is a complete digression, but kind of in this world, I really also like vampires and like the lore of vampires and people who actually believe they are like vampires. And actually, I th- just think it's interesting and it's a very popular like subgroup that is out there. And there's actually blood drinkers and there's ore drinkers and they actually have a Bible and... They have, yeah, it's, I'm fascinated with this. I just think it'd be tedious to walk around all day going, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, typically actually they have a host or like they have a, not a host. Yeah. They have someone that is normally with them or like if they are in groups, like normally you have to get your blood tested and whatnot. But like they have people that are, that follow them that they're Do like, they, have they say blah. Yeah, they say <laughs> they blah, blah. Do they have this thing where they have to count everything? As they're walking down the street. Ah, 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 no. <laughs> um, and normally it's not a lot. Normally it's like a paper cuts version of blood type of thing that they drink from the person. There's a whole bunch of people that are interested in that. And is that like a psychological disease to be like, I'm a vampire. Like, and I firmly, oh, hardly believe is it. This. Is it in the DSM? No. <laughs> no? No. No. 
Like, do but they actually believe they're vampires. Yeah. Wouldn't that necessarily put them on that radar? No. Okay. You're not again. It goes back to: Are you hurting anyone? Then? Are you? Are you? Yes. Are like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> drinking blood. Are, are you hurting? That's what it is. is. It consensual? Is it within? Like, are you still able to function in society? Are you like? paying your bills or are you meeting your basic needs if you're doing all those things i mean technically speaking if you decided right now to be like i can talk to mailboxes and you go outside and talk to a mailbox as again as long as you're functioning and not doing anything to hurt anyone you can talk to as many mailboxes as you want that's not against the law how did you know i'd do that to craig's mailbox when i show up <laughs> he always parks next to it <laughs> didn't didn't mean to call you out there anyway no, no. we're in love <laughs> it's but forever. I, I think, Caleb, your net question is how do you split the hair between yeah. faith and delusion? Yeah. <laughs> or belief and delusion? Very carefully. Yeah. That's a question that uh, philosophers have been trying to solve yep. for years. We're not going to get it tonight. <laughs> so, what's the difference between talking to the mailbox and believing I am a mailbox? Wouldn't that be. Do I get to put mail in you? Wait. <laughs> so, find the yeah. hole. <laughs> I got a package for you, Caleb. This is kind of bordering on a sexual thing. (laughs) Bordering? Well, you brought it there. Maybe the next one can be about psychology and or counseling, and Carrie and I can be down here, and we can all talk about what happens if you believe you're a mailbox. (laughs) Let's bring it back around, and what if I'm a vampiric mailbox? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I would love to see, like, my brain just was like, what would that mean? You suck the ink off of letters. <laughs> you just really like licking stamps. There it is. <laughs> so the whole topic I, I find very interesting as well. It's strictly because, like, it seems like a lot of Wiccan religions have a lot to do with, or have similar sort of ideologies as, like, Native American rituals and stuff like that. And I just, Especially with, like, nature and, like, smoking cedar and sage and all that stuff, you know. So I just, I think it's cool how, kind of how, like, there's a lot of similarities with, like, fairies and, like, the spirits in Native American mythologies. It feels like just one big world with, like, different names. And I think that's mm-hmm. the point. You know, we're all connected. And that's what I love about that is like, kind of like that energy, that power. We all exist in this one great big circle of life. Thanks, Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> to finish the ritual, first... You must thank the ethereal listener for tuning in. Which some believe doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) You hope they exist and you entreaty them to speak to you. We have faith, Rob. They speak to you through the conduits of strikesarefancy at gmail.com, TikTok, Instagram. Down below this podcast, there's a link. Figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) But... The, the true ending of the ritual is to proclaim yourself one last time. So, I have been Craig. Along with me this evening, I have had... This is Caleb hailing Satan. I, th- I feel like my energies have been cleaned. I'm Rob. And our very special guest... Witchy Ashley. And hey, we've had a lot of fun here, but if, if you are Wiccan, if this is your real belief, that is legitimate, and please don't take anything we've joked about seriously. No. We're a bunch of idiots. Yep. Yes. Keep on rocking it. Ashley, what are you doing with that ceremonial dagger? No, no, Ah! Ashley!